Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Good. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here at Horizon, and one of my favorite things is setting up and tearing down and making sure the sound system works every single week, (laughs) if anybody was wondering. Can we pray um, together this morning for just a moment? Dear God, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here and to worship you. And we're reminded that when worship looks a lot like our lives, when things don't work or go the way they're supposed to, God, that you're still with us. And you still have something for us and you still love us. And so we just are thankful for that reminder this morning. And for those of us who need an extra dose of peace and grace, an extra reminder that you are actually with us always, God, we ask for that reminder in this moment. And God, as we leave here, we pray that you'll use us as people who shine light and ignite change, who offer peace and healing when other people's lives aren't going the way they expect or want it to either. Thank you, God, for calling a bunch of people together this morning in a middle school auditorium to worship you because we believe this morning we're going to hear something from you that will change our lives and propel us to be a part of changing this community and your world. And we thank you, God, for letting us be a part of that. Amen. So um, just really quick, I want to um, give sort of three quick announcements because we didn't get to that um, earlier this morning. The first is that this week on Thursday at 81 Bay Brewery, we are going to have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich making party. So we're going to make about 200 sandwiches for folks experiencing homelessness. Um, They will get a warm meal, and this is the kind of week and the kind of Florida weather where you're ready for a warm meal. They'll get a warm meal on Friday, and then they'll leave with a packed packed sack um, lunch for their next meal of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a granola bar, and a water. And so we invite you to come and be a part of that. Bring your friends um, and help us uh, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for folks. Um, for folks. The second thing that I want to bring to remind you of is that on Thanksgiving Day, we are going to do something we called Operation Turkey Sandwich. And what we're going to do is we're going to gather together Thursday morning, Thanksgiving morning. We're going to make uh, turkey sandwiches. We've got pies donated from Goody Goody. We've got turkey donated from Four Rivers. We've got bread from Wright's. We've got like good stuff, y'all. We're not going to eat any of it. We're going to give it all away to other people. We're going to pack it in boxes and we're going to give it to people who are having to work on Thanksgiving Day as a way to say thank you for what you're doing, for spending time serving us Um, instead of being with your family. So we're going to go and do that um, on Thursday. So go ahead and make plans to join us that day. We can't wait to be a part. And then the third thing that I just want to quickly remind you of, just kind of put on your radar, is um, that we host every year an event called Beer and Carols. And we're going to do that again this year on Thursday, December 19th at 8-1 Bay Brewing. Um, We're going to have kids' activities. It's going to be a fun, fun evening. So we hope you'll be there every single year when we host Beer and Carols. 
perils. There are people who are accidentally there who just can't find the courage to walk into a church and light a candle and remember the hope and peace that we have because Jesus Christ came into the world and every single year at Beer and Carols, there's someone who leaves thrilled that they were there and got to light a candle even though they don't have courage to come to church yet. And so I pray right now that you'll be thinking of somebody who may not be ready yet to show up at Horizon on Christmas Eve or on a Sunday morning, but who needs to experience the hope and light of this season. And I hope you'll invite them to that night, Thursday, um, December 19th. Then we're really exciting that this year, excited that this year we're going to expand. And on December 20th, we're actually going to host Beer and Carols also at Bay Cannon Brewing in West Tampa. So there's not going to be kids activities there, but go ahead. If you want a fun Friday night, date night, go ahead and plan to be there with us. We can't wait to sing Christmas carols and to welcome this season in. Um, we, we also light candles and sing Silent Night. It's lots of fun. I love it. Um, this week, we're going to continue our Love Tampa series. Um, and I, I sat down on Thursday. Um, I usually work on the message like on Monday or Tuesday, and I, it was just a crazy week. Vacation day on Monday kind of took the week crazy, so it was Thursday before I got to sit down and really start to flesh out the message for this week. So I went to Panera to eat lunch. I was going to order lunch and work on my message on Thursday, and I'm standing in line at Panera. I've got my backpack with my computer. I'm like in like message writing mode. Like I've got things to do. I've got places to be at at three o'clock. Like I've got two hours right now to eat lunch and and flesh this thing out and figure it out, and then move on to the next thing. And as I'm standing in line, I'm like ordering with my cashier. There's like four of us in line, you know how, like across ordering with the cashier. And as I'm ordering with the cashier, it's like busy and chaotic and crazy. Everybody wanted soup on Thursday because it was our first chilly day in, in Tampa. And so I'm like ordering, and it's crazy and chaotic. She can't hear me really well. And I'm beginning to hear at the station, the cash register beside me, this like tuffle and conflict. I'm anti-conflict. And so I'm like continuing to turn this way. Like maybe if I get my back completely to them, this conflict will actually go away. And it's not going away. It's getting like heated and more heated and more heated. And finally, the woman on this side was like, do you even speak English? I have asked you my order. I've told you my order four times. Like, what don't you get about it? And I watched Olga, her cashier, who's standing diagonal to me, get that flushed face. Anybody seen this happen before? And I know what's about to happen. A tear wells up in the corner of her eye. And I look at my cashier, and I'm like, just help her. You can deal with me in a second. Just help her. And I I look at the woman beside me, and I was about to tell her, like, just calm down. And instead, I look where she's been gazing. She's been glancing back and forth, back and forth, the whole time she orders. And I recognize her husband. They're middle-aged, about the age of my parents. And I watch her keep looking at this guy sitting at the table. He was her husband, and he was obviously fighting cancer. He was pale and sick. And I realized I had no idea what news they got that day, but whatever had happened in this moment, everybody's hurt kind of bubbled to the surface. Have you ever, like, witnessed that kind of moment or maybe, like me, even been a part of those kinds of moments sometime? And I really just want to sit down and nail out this message today, and instead... I'm, I'm literally like staring in my own community, like blocks from where we're standing right now, and I'm watching people in our own community just hurt and not know what to do about it. And, and I did the only thing I knew to do. I looked at the woman. I said, are you okay? And she said, no, I, I'm not. And I, I said words that are still too inadequate at this moment. I said, I'm so sorry. 
but I sat down to write out the rest of this message with a heart that was absolutely aching for the hurting people in our community to experience something different and new in this world. Because this is what I find happens when we're hurting inside, when we're living with pain and frustration and darkness, that we usually have sort of this, these two options, right? We, we often tend to hurt someone else in the midst of that, or we have to work really hard and be really intentional about finding healing and hope and light, even in the midst of hurting and darkness. And I sat down and I read 2 Corinthians and I realized, folks, that those of us in this room who feel like that woman, who the hurt and the darkness and the pain is just like overwhelming right now. If you know somebody like that, if you've been there in life, if your heart just aches for somebody who's experiencing that right now, I sat down and I read 2 Corinthians and I realized that's the people that Paul was writing to. People who were hurting People who'd experienced the light and change and love of Jesus Christ just 10 years before that, who'd started this new and exciting church, but who were hurting and in pain. And and Paul said, guys, (laughs) to this church, this brand new church in in Corinth, these folks who are hurting, he says, guys, God has something different for us. And so I'm, I'm reading and I'm like, what is it that God has for them? And this is this is what Paul tells them. Give thanks. And I rolled my eyes. In a world with Moffitt Cancer Centers and infertility treatments and folks writing resumes because they just got laid off, all happening right there in Panera. What do you want us to give thanks for? In chapter 9, verse 15 of 2 Corinthians says, Give thanks for an indescribable gift of love. That even in those moments, God, even in the most hurtful and hard moments, there is a God who loves you and who gave us his son, Jesus Christ, that we may know that. And so I sat down there at that Panera table, just feeling the weight of this hurt and this pain, and I I heard Paul's words. I heard God speak through Paul in 2 Corinthians to a church right now, sitting here a year, just over a year after we started, and I heard God say to us, find one thing that you can be thankful for, because this is what happens when we're thankful. Thankful people are more generous, They're more thoughtful of others, and they're kinder, even in the midst of their hurt and pain. God did not ask the Corinthians to pretend like the hurt and the pain that they were experiencing wasn't real. He just said, find one thing to be thankful for, because that propels us, injects hope and light into us in ways that that doesn't even make sense anymore. It's indescribable. When I I was like, I can't figure out how to describe this. Of course you can't, because it's an indescribable gift. So I I want you to read along with me um, Paul's words. If If you have your Bibles, if you'll turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He's encouraging them to be generous, and he says, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly, you got to turn the page here, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to bless you abundantly. So then in all things, at all times, even the bad and not so good ones, you will have all that you need. Maybe not everything you want, but somehow you'll have all that you need. And you will abound in every good work. You'll find purpose and joy anyway. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, and their righteousness endures forever. A world 
that God is in control of doesn't make sense. We freely scatter what we have to the poor, and our righteousness endures forever. We still find joy and peace in that. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion, even when things aren't great. And through through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the need of the Lord's people, but it's overflowing in many expressions as thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, other will pra- others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayer for the And in their prayer for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace that God has given you. Thanks be to God for this indescribable gift. Paul is basically telling these people, hey, if you want things to be different in your life, Take those things that you're thankful for. Let that gratitude actually move in to action. Actually, let it move in to doing something. JFK, John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy, he said it this way. As we express our gratitude, we must never forget that the highest appreciation is not the words that we utter, but to live by them. That our words become action. That's what we don't just sit down and write in a gratitude journal. I think that's great. But we don't just write down things in a gratitude journal. We let that gratitude move us into some kind of action, even when things are hurtful or painful or dark. Because in those moments, right, God does what only God can do and shines light and ignites change. Paul says, This is how God works. It makes no sense, but this is how. God works. So this morning there are three um, things that, um, sorry about this, there are three um, things that that Paul just invites us, God invites us to think when, when we're trying to figure out how we move from, okay, I can find one thing I'm thankful for today. I had breakfast. God, Paul, through Paul, God says, this is how you can move that thanks into action, into an expression that shines light and ignites change in your life and in the community, how it can begin to to do things both ways. And the first is to decide what kind of harvest you want. Right now, decide what kind of harvest you want. Think about in five years from now, what what would you like life to look like? What kinds of things would you like to be harvesting? What kinds of things do you want for your children, for our community, for the people who are hurting in our community? Decide right now what kind of harvest you want. Because the Bible says if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. So if you want a harvest that's sparse and doesn't have a lot of corn for the people in your family, it doesn't have a lot for the people that you love or that that are around you, then sow sparingly. But if you want to reap generously, sow generously. What kind of harvest do you want in your life, in your kids' life, in our community's lives, in our schools, in our community, in the world? What kind of harvest are you dreaming of? What kind of things would you like to to see come in to fruition? Then as we sit down and we think about the things that we're thankful for, as we actually give thanks, as we actually move from, from just gratitude into action, how do we look at the harvest that we want? How do we decide what kind of harvest we want and how do we let that propel our actions as we begin to give thanks, as we actually move this gratitude into action? 
The second thing that Paul says is supply the needs of others. Your thanks, the things you're thankful for, how do you move what you're thankful for into actually supplying the needs of the people around you? He says it this way, your service is extended to all people and is an expression of thanks to God. As we supply the needs of the people around us, we begin to, like maybe you had a really awesome education experience. And so maybe the way you say thanks for that is to figure out some way to partner with a school or with a tutoring agency or something so that you are able to to express your thanks to all people, right? You all already know this. I follow High Risk Hope on Facebook. It's an organization here in town that works with moms who um, are put on bed rest. They deliver baskets, and it helps provide hope and light in some of the darkest times in their lives. And I, I, I've heard, I've, I saw my friends in this fun, this tot trot celebration that they had yesterday. I saw my friends there. I've heard their stories of how hard and dark and painful this experience was, and they give thanks that someone showed up at their door with a basket and and just with uh, this sense that you're not alone as you experience this, and they show up to start helping others. That's how they say thanks. It's an expression of of supplying the needs of others. It's it's an expression of saying, thank you, God, for this person showing up at my door with this. I watch y'all show up at at peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. For those of you who are like, I can't figure out anything else to be thankful for, but I'm thankful that I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And so you show up and you supply the needs of others. I watch some of you sign up to to lead a small group because it's changed your life to be a part of community when you were experiencing pain and darkness. When you thought you were all alone, so you, you've signed up to lead a small group or to be a part of one because you recognize that this is a way of saying, thank you, God, for this experience in my life. Now I can supply the needs of others. This is a way that we express our thanks to God. Camille stands up here and thanks God for her voice by leading us in worship every day. She supplies our need to worship and praise God by using her voice to lead us. And the band shows up at 8.30 on Sunday mornings to help us lead Two, we've supplied the needs of others, and it's an expression of thanks to God. And in some way, as we thank God for that, we experience light and change in our own lives, and we're able to to push that out into a world that's hurting and that needs it. And the third thing that, that Paul reminds us, God reminds us through Paul, is to give from your heart. I have met many of you for coffee. I've talked to you in the hallway out here. I know your hearts. You're people who love the people around you and who are grateful for the things that you have. And God says through Paul, remember that if you keep giving reluctantly and out of guilt, if you keep giving because you feel coerced to do it, has anybody seen somebody give like that? You can like, like say, oh, that, I know where that's coming from. And Paul says, give from your heart. Give from a grateful heart because that's what actually changes the world. So dig deep. What are you grateful for? We're moving into a time of the year where people are going to be asking you for money every single day. Like literally from Thanksgiving to Christmas. There's this this big push where people ask you for money. Think right now, what kind of harvest do you want? How, are you, how do you actually want to supply the needs of others? And how can you give from a heart, not out of reluctance or guilt, but how can you give from your grateful heart so that these gifts may shine light and ignite change? Because here's the deal, folks. I believe we live in a world where people are starving, like literally starving, for an opportunity for somebody to say, I'm thankful 
And so this is what it's going to look like for me to give thanks today. Things aren't perfect in my life. God doesn't need perfect people. God just needs some people who found one thing today to be thankful for and to be generous with it. To begin to work for that harvest that you dream of. To begin to supply the needs of people who are hurting. And to, to give from a heart that has been changed and that is grateful. I, I often have a hard time with this giving thanks because when I look back at the things I'm thankful for, I'm thankful for the opportunity that I had to go to UNC Chapel Hill, to Vanderbilt for grad school. I'm thankful for the opportunity to live here in Tampa where most of the time it's above 70 degrees, and I really like that. I really like that. I don't like all these clothes. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we're, we're thankful. When I get these moments to say, what am I actually thankful for, and how do I, how do I give thanks, there, there are times when I look back at those experiences, and I'm like, I was raised by a single mom in Sandy Ridge, North Carolina. How in the world did I have the opportunities to do those things? And so two things happen. I either get frozen in guilt for having those opportunities, or I can figure out how to say thank you, God, for this indescribable gift. I can't make sense of why my life looks different than the life of so many others, but I'm not going to let the gifts that I have go to waste. I'm going to actually let you propel me into shining light and igniting change. Those are the two opportunities that we have. This is what the folks in Corinth these are the opportunities they had, and they forgot. Like, they just kind of appreciated their gifts, or they felt guilty about it. They, they got paralyzed in it. And Paul says, no, move these into action. Not just for yourselves. You'll experience light and change when you start to move these things into action. But do it for the people around you and in your community, for the orphans and the widows and the people who are living in darkness and just need a little spark of light. I am reminded of someone at our own church. He's actually camping with Boy Scouts this week, Sean. We missed him terribly this morning. I got time to set up things, and I was like, where's Sean? <laughs> we missed him. But Sean was also raised by a single mom here in Tampa, and his experience of Boy Scouts changed his life. There were troop leaders that poured into his life. There was a community of young men that he, he grew up with, and he, he learned to appreciate. And now Sean spends hours of his week every week gathering with the Boy Scouts. This is a picture of him. This is Sean over here. Y'all, if you've been here much, you've seen him. He spends his time pouring in to these boys. He's camping on the coldest weekend we've had in a year. He's <laughs> camping with these boys outside. He gives his life to making sure they're served. Every single Sunday, he gets here at 730 and he sets up the coffee and the donuts and snow cones sometimes for our kids so that we can experience joy because it's his way of giving thanks that a church in his young adult life came around him and said, hey, Sean, we have purpose for you. We have an opportunity for you to shine light and ignite change. Here's some more pictures of him. Um, this is him helping a, a boy lead a prayer. One of the kids are learning how to do that. And then this is a picture of one of the boy scouts. They do a meal with uh, folks who are homeless, and he's teaching the man who's homeless how to play chess. Like, Sean, you see what, what happens when, it extend, when we start to supply the needs of others and extends way beyond what we could ever imagine or dream. Sean's not even in this picture, but his actions impact the lives of others. I'm reminded of Ellie Callahan, a three-year-old who helped deliver meals, helped her mom deliver meals on wheels. How cute is that? I had a video, but we couldn't get it to, it was sideways, um, so we couldn't get it to work, but she's delivering this cooler, and she's going, meals on wheels, meals on wheels, <laughs> um, and, but 
This is a child who's three and is thankful for the food she has on her table and for the people she loves sitting with her. Maybe she doesn't always say it like that, but she's thankful for those things. And so her mom gives her an opportunity every Thursday to deliver meals to people who sometimes have access to a meal and sometimes don't, but who rarely get to spend a meal with someone else. And Ellie helps deliver the meal to the door and tells an old homebound person, an older homebound person, that they are loved and they are appreciated. She says, Meals on Wheels are here. It's our way. Doing these little things are our way of moving the things that we're thankful for and we have gratitude about moving it into action and saying, thank you. Use me, God, to shine light and ignite change. Propel me into doing something different in the world. And so this morning, you don't even have to leave this room before you have the opportunity to do that. We partner with BT Washington Elementary. It's a school in Ybor City. It's a Title I school. They serve students who primarily live in public housing. These folks, these teachers work really hard. They do an amazing job. I volunteered with them some mornings. And they they will work this week, then they'll have the week of Thanksgiving off, and then they're going to go back for three of the hardest weeks of the year. That little three weeks bef- between Thanksgiving and winter break. And so I um, was talking to the principal, and she said, you know what would be really nice is if you all could just say thanks for what you do and provide their favorite snack to be in their drawer on the days that it's hard. And so if you will, I was like, yes, we can do this. So if you'll go to the website, school, and then if you scroll down to the bottom it says teacher appreciation gifts and you can put your name and email address in and I'm going to send you an email later probably tomorrow not today (laughs) Um, and I'll assign you a teacher that you can adopt for that three weeks you can bring a snack in you can write it'll have their email you can send them a little um, note of thanks so that they may experience a little light and hope here at the end of the school year that they may experience a little bit of appreciation and thanks that our thanks for their job, working with some of the the best students, right, that deserve a better opportunity, that they will get thanked for the the ways that they are shining light and igniting change. Will um, Will you pray with me this morning? God, we live in a world where there are so many people who are hurting and experiencing pain. It's hard sometimes, God, to be thankful for just one thing. And this morning we are thankful for the indescribable gift of your grace and love that is offered to us even this morning. And so we pray, God, that we'll, you'll use us and our, our, our small thanks, God, that you'll use us to shine light and ignite change and that those of us, even those of us who are hurting in this season, that we will have the experience of light and change in our lives. Thank you for being a God who works like that. Use us this week to love Tampa and to shine light and ignite change. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of shining light and igniting change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com giving. Thank you again for joining us 